Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by Dr. Storzbach. And as always, it's our mission to empower and educate everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. And we are all about non-medication approaches to headaches and migraines. So if this is the first podcast that you're tuning into and you clicked on it because it said the headache doctor and you're thinking we're going to talk about medications, uh, we are, we are not, I guess I don't want to say anti-medication. We're more pro solution driven, uh, or, uh, uh, the, the source driven solutions or the cause of headaches and migraines solutions, uh, as opposed to just masking symptoms. But if there are some reasonable things that allow us to, um, feel better, allow people with headaches and migraines to feel better that don't involve medication and the side effects that come with medications. And one of those things is magnesium. And so in today's podcast, we're going to talk about magnesium and we're going to talk about what it is, what it does, uh, and how that impacts, uh, migraines or, or what's sort of assumed to be happening for uh, someone with migraines to have benefit from taking magnesium. Um, and then we're going to talk about different ways to consume it. So if you have headaches or migraines, maybe you've tried magnesium uh, or maybe you haven't, but it's it's a very commonly um, known method or supplement to sort of mitigate migraine symptoms, uh, almost used as a preventative, um, as, as a preventative medication would. And so we're going to jump into that. Again, I have Dr. Storzbach with me. Um, glad you're on the show. Thank you. It's it's so fun to have a partner in crime and um, helping the world solve these problems. Exactly. No, I'm glad to be here. Thank yeah. you. Um, okay, so let's jump into it. Uh, magnesium, uh, what is it? So it's a mineral. It's actually the fourth most abundant mineral in the body. Um, it's stored intracellularly or on your bone. And this actually makes it very difficult to test. It's not a very simple like blood test for this. Um, it makes it a little more difficult to test just because of where it is stored in the body. Um, right, and- as far as like magnesium levels. So right. we're talking like if you're if you have adequate levels or if you have too much magnesium or what is more typical would be hypo, which means you have a, a lower level of magnesium than what would be recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it can be taken in different forms, um, most commonly the pill form, which is technically magnesium oxide. Um, you can get it via IV. That's more magnesium sulfate. Um, and it's typically combined with something like an amino acid, just that helps it absorb better. And what's good about magnesium is it's, it's extremely safe. There is no prescription required. And like you said before, it kind of acts like a preventative medicine if taken consistently, you know, for headaches and migraines. Yeah. Yeah. We like that it's safe. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but a lot of medications, one, if, if there are side effects attached to it, so maybe it's a triptan and that triptan, it helps with your migraine symptoms, but then you just feel awful. Um, we hear that quite a bit and that, that can be preventing from um, someone from continuing with that medication as like a long-term um, treatment regimen. And, and so having magnesium as an option with very few, if I mean, virtually no side effects, um, and then also being safe for all different patient populations. Um, and there are some caveats to that, but for the most part, it's safe. And in, in that like pregnant person category, 
is one of those where um, generally the the medications are not going to want to be prescribed during that time. But this is something, of course, talk to your doctor, but it's something that could um, could fit into that as, as far as trying magnesium during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what, what does magnesium do? Why, why are we even talking about it? So it affects um, kind of the blood vessels. It promotes nitric oxide levels. That is a vasodilator. Um, so for the cerebral or brain blood flow, it actually can help improve that. Um, it also interestingly blocks the NMDA receptors. Um, big word that it for cortical depression. We've talked about this on other podcasts where there does seem to be if you, you know, on an active MRI with someone in an active headache kind of shows this cortical depression on their brain. Um, and this actually slows that down. And so this is why it is actually thought magnesium can be somewhat more effective with migraines with aura or those visual disturbances um, more than others is at least what we found in the in the research. Yeah. And so that, again, that's the neural activity in the brain. And when they, they actively look at what's happening in those, on the brain neurons during a migraine aura, they see this, this sort of, yeah, it's a cortical depression or basically cortical meaning, um, the, the central nervous system, these neurons, um, there's almost like this wave that happens within them. And so, um, Blocking the NMDA receptors, as magnesium does, could play into that. Um, And so specifically, they're saying that migraine with aura, that category, can, you know, can benefit from magnesium because of this interaction. Mm -hmm. It does a couple other things. It... um it affects serotonin levels, um, which is interesting because we know that a lot of tryptans and other medications prescribed for migraines also affect serotonin levels. And um, I found this very interesting. It also decreases circulating CGRP levels. And those are the most new drugs out on the market that are trying to block CGRP levels. But it looks like magnesium actually can help this um, as a supplement, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So these... Uh the latest and greatest drugs are like the Amovig, Mgality, mm-hmm. and they act on CGRP receptors. Think of it just as like this little protein that's helping transmit a pain signal. Um, the CGRPs have involvement in a lot of different areas, but um, they're seeing that they're they're common they're commonly seen with um, migraine patients, and so that's that's where this this new research is going is interacting with the CGRP, uh, with the CGRPs. And so magnesium can decrease circulating CGRP levels. And so it, it's kind of like you're, um, having a, a similar mechanism to like in a Jovi M Gality, uh, you know, obviously, um, we, if we talk about potency, um, or dosage or, you know, those types of things, but what we're trying to do here is just to connect, um, magnesium and the mechanism of it to uh, drugs that are commonly prescribed for for migraines. So mm-hmm. that's triptans, um, which are very commonly prescribed, mm-hmm. uh, and then these these newer ones, these CGRP drugs that you'll probably see commercials for. Um, a lot of money's got into them. So, mm-hmm. anyways, it, it's kind of cool because magnesium, of course, is uh, is going to be much safer than these other drugs, mm-hmm. and um, it's so it's a way that you can sort of more naturally. Uh, s- solve this problem or get the same sort of impact. Yeah. 
Yeah, and kind of talking about the natural approach of obviously you can go to the store and buy a supplement for it. There's like a hundred different types of magnesium, so that can feel a little overwhelming sometimes. Um, but you can just consume it through food, you know, and just understanding which foods have it is really important. So we have a list here for you guys that you know is you know anyone can try and is safe for anyone through diet to get this in their system. So do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so nuts and grains black beans and lentils. We've got some cereals, spices, um, cocoa, tea and coffee. That's a great one. Green leafy vegetables, um, avocados, uh, seeds um, such as pumpkin seeds or squash seeds, almonds, one of my favorites. That's exciting. Mackerel, tuna and pollock um, fish. It looks like low fat yogurt or kefir. I'm not quite sure if you say that like that, but that's how I say it. And uh, bananas, figs, and dark chocolate. So honestly, that's a pretty good long list. And at least for me, I consume a lot of that. So um, it's easy to keep in my diet. But if you're looking for more of a natural way, I would would go to the grocery store and look for a few of those things. Yeah, of course, that that is like the purest way um, to increase your magnesium levels. And again, most people are not going to be able to, to know their magnesium levels. And so you're not necessarily going into this thinking like, oh, I have a deficiency. I mean, potentially that's the case. But um, if you just consume magnesium through these specific foods and you, you take a few of these off the list and you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on, on consuming more of these foods for the magnesium benefit, um, that's a, that's a super safe way. Um, uh, and that's what our, how our body was intended to function mm-hmm. is, um, get these minerals through our diet and they're even taking the pill form is very, very safe. Um, but some people will have, um, things like, like diarrhea as a result, if, if their digestive system doesn't, uh, necessarily favor, uh, maybe that specific type or brand of magnesium pill. And, you know, there's different things like that that could happen. Um, from what I understand, the, the IV method or just the higher doses of magnesium, um, that's where you might have to, you know, be aware of more of the side effects, especially um, for women who are pregnant and um, contemplating using magnesium. Again, at still very safe, but something where you might want to have a conversation uh, with your doctor. Um, but and then again, the magnesium may have an interaction um, with another uh, medication you're taking. Uh, generally, it's going to be safe. And and for this to be over the counter, meaning you can just walk in to you know whatever store that sells supplements um, and purchase this, means that it, you know it's it's going to be relatively hard to harm yourself using it, and especially if you follow the recommended dosage on the bottle. Um, but consuming it through foods is foolproof. I mean, this is, and a lot of these foods you'll get additional benefit from not just magnesium. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're worried at all about, you know, taking a supplement, then just try eating these foods. Yeah. Um, one other little caveat we found is, um, taking magnesium with calcium specifically can actually impact its absorption. And so they kind of, um, essentially don't want you to take those two things together. So again, talk to your doctor about it. If you're already taking a calcium supplement, you might not want to take it at the same time as your magnesium. Um, so just little things to think about. Yeah. And, and I guess they actually sell magnesium supplements that have calcium in them. And so that's, that's one of the things where they, 
I, in my research, they said, uh, try to avoid those because mm-hmm. it could potentially, um, yeah, I- impact the, uh, yeah, your, your body's ability to, um, digest or consume those. Mm-hmm. And so then if you do, if your GI system, if you're, has sort of a, a reaction to it, if you find you're having diarrhea after it, um, it was recommended just to sort of switch to a, maybe a different brand, just try a different type, yeah. um, that type of thing. Yeah. And we should probably talk about kind of actual dosage. Um, if you are going to try this, you know, again, look at the bottle. But what we found is you definitely want to try for th- a three full month period and taking between 400 and 1200 milligrams a day. But you're going to start with a lower dosage, especially again, if you're sensitive on your stomach and then you can work up to that higher dosage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so this, this kind of, uh, sums, sums up, uh, magnesium as far as, uh, what, what we feel like is important for you guys to understand. Um, and the takeaways are that it's, it's very safe and it sort of spans this, um, you know, patient demographic of, of who it might be good for, who it might be bad for. I mean, it's safe. So, um, generally you, you should be able to try it just to experiment, see if it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, another takeaway is migraine with aura, uh, it was shown to be recommended f- specifically for migraine with aura. So if you find an aura, again, is just sort of that, uh, whether it's a visual uh, or it could be other sort of sensory sen- um, uh, sensations that you have before your migraine. Uh, sometimes that's like like numbness and tingling in one side of your body or, or facial numbness, tingling. Um, sometimes that can even be sort of like a, a weakness. Um, we've seen that in like hemiplegic migraines. Uh, but oftentimes it'll be like, um, lights or, or like, a uh, a zigzag visual, um, maybe fogginess, visual fogginess, things like that. That's kind of how patients describe those auras. Yeah. yeah. I hear about like visual waviness. Um, and then also, yeah, like little lights kind of, or balls of light, if that makes sense, kind of floating around. So those yeah. All yeah. That, that's, that's the aura. And so if you have those things, um, you, that puts you in a category of, you know, try, try magnesium, um, and see if this helps. Now, um, we, we work on the neck and, uh, that's primarily what we do. But as you can tell, we're concerned about all things, headaches and migraines that could have an uh, impact on you. The, uh, Western medicine model has pretty much, um, uh, we're assuming has, understood the impact of medications. And so we're trying to shed light on these other things. Um, but talking about magnesium is a little bit different than our wheelhouse. And so going through things like, um, talking about how magnesium affects the blood vessels, talking about how magnesium affects the CGRP, um, or the cortical depression we talked about, how does that how does that have anything to do with the neck or, um, if magnesium helps, does that mean you don't have a neck problem? Good question. So yeah, and I'm sure a lot of you are thinking this, um, basically how this relates to what we do is it is first and foremost, it's a non-medication approach and it's very safe. So like, it's kind of already just in what we're trying to do for headache and migraineurs out there of, um, we want to find natural, more natural and, um, you know, true solutions versus just kind of, like you said, masking with medication. And definitely, even if you take this and you're like, wow, I really think this is helping. 
it doesn't mean that you don't have a neck issue. Um, it definitely, you know, again, could be a factor. And that's why we do these podcasts, because we want to look at all the corners of the room and make sure we're looking at all factors. But more than likely, um, you still have a neck issue underlying everything. And that's actually the magnesium levels could have just, again, kind of created more of an environment for you to even be more sensitive to this pain and just another level of something that we need to address. Um, but having, I would having lower magnesium levels, having lower. Yeah. yeah. Even if you have low magnesium levels, you start taking magnesium and your symptoms get better. That's fantastic. But I would still argue that you absolutely probably have a neck tension issue underneath that that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And to kind of simplify that as, as far as you, the listener understanding that we're just not making a claim without tying it together. But, um, if you think of pain, um, the pain has to come from somewhere. And so, um, what we're talking about with magnesium interacting with these different things, that's the environment, like Dr. Storzbach said, that's the environment that the pain is being presented within. And so if we change the environment that can change the painful experience. Um, but what we do in clinic is actually address the source of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so magnesium can be a, a very good, uh, option for the environment that the pain is in, meaning like, uh, your threshold and, uh, and how your brain is responding to that pain signal, but the actual pain signal itself, nothing we talked about as far as magnesium interacting with, um, it should not, nothing in there should be causing pain. Um, and so that's the one thing that's missing from, um, from, yeah, the whole conversation. Um, whereas magnesium is going to affect how you, or impact, um, how you experience pain, just like a tryptan would or the CGRP drugs. And that's why, that's why they work. Um, but actually addressing the source of pain, if magnesium works for you, um, great. And if you have a quality of life that allows you to, um, you know, continue in, in the magnesium is something that has, um, impact for you, you know, for years down the road and, and, the, and you find that as your solution, that's wonderful. Um, but what we're saying is you're, you're likely still dealing with a neck issue. And so if you take magnesium, maybe it helps a little bit, um, don't be discouraged because what we can do is come alongside, work on your neck. Maybe that'll allow the magnesium to be even more impactful, uh, but we're addressing that source of pain, uh, which is likely a neck issue, and um, and that can complement this type of approach. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well said. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's everything uh, we feel like you guys need to know about magnesium. Uh, if you have any questions, just want to reach out to us, provide us with um things that, that we should talk about in the future, uh, please send us an email at uh, hello at NoveraHeadacheCenter.com or you can even text. So if you're driving, pull over, but if you're at home or on a walk or something listening to this, um, you can use your phone and text 719-598-1010 and that will actually pop up on a little app we have on our phones here and it will say, you know, so-and-so 
texted you, um, and we can we can text back. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if you have questions, just uh, just let us know. And then we've had a lot of people that start listening to our podcast and reach out, and we love that. Um, we have people from all over the country that reach out and that we work with virtually, so it doesn't have to be in person. Uh, but again, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening.